Welcome to Connections. I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Bosco Poon is back for part two of our conversation with him. He was a rising hip-hop star when he was sentenced to 12 years in prison, but prison might have been the best thing that ever happened to him. It was there that he met Jesus and released after four years for being a role model inmate, committed his life to ministry and sharing with others the story of Jesus. We'll continue our discussion with Bosco today on Connections. Today's guest is Bosco Poon. He's a Chinese-Canadian. He was born in Hong Kong. He immigrated to Canada with his family when he was just 12 years old. When he arrived, he really struggled to fit in. That was due to cultural differences. He eventually found a group of friends that helped him feel like he was loved and like he belonged here. But that group of friends got involved in some criminal activity, and that landed Bosco with a 12-year sentence in prison. It was in prison, though, that Bosco found Jesus and that his life completely completely changed. Bosco, what was life like, your faith like, before all this happened? I was born as a Catholic. Um, so when I was in Hong Kong, I would go to church with my mom and dad, so to speak. But ever since we came to Canada, uh, when I was 12 years old, because of a lot of stuff, right? I mean, we were changing to a whole new place, whole new culture, and we didn't go to church no more. And, and, and in my teenage, my belief system was highly tainted by the secular world. Um, so I, so Christian faith or Catholic faith to me was just a thing that I grew up with. So I wasn't a practicing Christian. Um, but through prison, of course, <laughs> um, uh, somehow it got reignited again and, and all this happened. You ended up getting early parole. Can you tell us about that? So after serving a little bit over four years in prison. As I mentioned before, I was the inmate peer counselor and of course an evangelist in, in the prison chapel as well. So together with some of my, my brothers in, in the prison chapel, we reach out to inmates on a daily basis. Because we, we don't have a lot of things to do and that was our focus. So those years for me was like a boot camp for my spiritual growth. I was growing so fast in the, in, in, in a speed that I, I was, when I look back at it myself today, I, I was thinking, man, but the, the, those rolling speed was, was really like amazing. Like, like I won't be able to go that fast, even though if I am a Protestant Christian out here, because I was so focused into growing that, um, the, the laser sharp focus in prison. So I got to experience how to do God's work, reach out to people, evangelizing and, and all that on a daily basis in, in prison. Um, so after serving in, in there for a little bit over four years, my my institutional parole officer said that, hey, um, your record is, is clean, it's good, it's a model example for many people to follow. So why don't you give you, you give, uh, help you to, to get a shot at getting an early day parole? So we did that. Went back up to the parole board and you know went through all the proper procedures and whatnot. And and of course, my institutional record shows that what I was doing was was legit. So I got my an early day parole. Um, I believe I, I came back out on the very last days of November in 2010. So I came back out, living in a halfway house for a year and a half. I came back out, and, and hey, I, I had a hard time trying to adapt back to the outside world as well because I didn't have anything. Um, but I, I, just want, I just wanted to serve God, and so I started to serve at different churches, starting to write gospel music, um, um, with some wrappings in there, I started to share my testimony at schools, churches, 
and even different social events and whatnot. So long story short, I was even I, I became an urban missionary for three years, and then later on, about five years ago, I became a, a youth and, and young adult pastor. And three years ago, I became the, the lead pastor of, of a church that I'm pastoring right now. Um, in Richmond, BC. So you've now taken all of this. You've turned it into a book, risen from prison beyond my wildest imagination. Why did you decide to write this book? Um, why did I wrote a book? Um, that's a great question because I didn't want to, to be honest with you. <laughs> I used to be a rapper, so I, I, so essay, right? <laughs> Writing paragraph and then rapper, it, it's kind of like they don't mix together because we sacrifice grammar for rhyme. You know, yes. <laughs> so, so writing a book was like was like my, my my worst nemesis. I was like, no, I don't want to write a book. So what happened was, was six years ago, I I was already having a little bit of of, of exposure, going to uh, different radio station, maybe some local TV station and, 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 and newspaper to share about about my life testimony. No matter they 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 are, they are a religious program or not, I just want to use my story to you know to help people to know there's hope even in prison and, and all that kind of stuff. So, but, but as you can imagine, like today, we, I only have 15 minutes or sometimes even worse, like five minutes to tell my story. So there's a lot of details I couldn't, you know, really tell my audience. Uh, and for nine months, for nine months, wherever I go, uh, people ask me, so why did you write a book about your life? Why did, at first, my, my, my answer was like, no way, absolutely, no way, I'm not going to write a book. It's, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just going to tell it to you. But after nine months of having different people from different nationalities to tell me, why do you write a book? Why do you write a book? So there, there, there was this one day I was sitting on in front of my computer and I was doing a prayer. And then I felt like maybe this is a sign from God. You know, um, I didn't want to do this, but it's not about my preference. With my walk with Jesus, I find that it, it is more important to have faith and to be obedient. So I prayed and, and and I sensed God's presence with me, and, 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 and I felt like he was really asking me to write my story. So that's how I began my <laughs> writing my stories. How long did it take you to put this book together? So I, I used five years to, to, to finish off writing my story, so to speak. Um, because during those five years, I became a pastor, I like pastor in a church, a lot of work. So I, kept, I could only use a, a little bit of my spare time to work on it. Um, um, well, every week. So, so in five years of making, and then last year my manuscript won the the the, the, the best uh, can, uh, Canadian New Manuscript Award uh, in 2019. And finally, the book is is now available. Uh, I'm working with my uh, publication uh, relentlessly for, for for the past six months, and the book is now available. It's titled "Risen from Prison and Beyond My Wildest Imagination." So there's 21 chapters of, 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 of my stories. And uh, the first nine chapters, um, if anyone is going to read it, uh, it's very emotional. It's dramatic in many sense. Um, and in, in, in some pages, it might even seem hopeless. But read on, because the turning point is at chapter 10, when I first met Jesus in a very tangible way. And, and everything else became, wow, like miracles after miracles. And it, yeah, that, 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 that's the reason I, why I wrote the book and, and make it available. I, I hope that it can somehow inspire others with, with their relationship with Christ and, and the vision, okay? I have to talk about this. So one, one of the big vision for this book is I really want to make it available, if possible, in every single prison 
within Canada. But the reason is because there's a lot of famous authors from the States, from, from UK, that write about prison and whatnot. And there are a lot, a lot of stories, even miracle stories, in prison in, in some of the, the, the different countries in the world, like the state and uh, Mexico or even China. But I want my fellow uh, Canadian brothers and sisters in prison to know that even in the very soil of Canada, God is still there. And, and I'm a living testimony of that. Now, I don't know how to make that happen myself because every single prison in Canada is a pretty big ground to, to cover. But I believe by faith and in God's timing, and if it is his will, um, I, I, I'm hopeful that it will happen one day. Prison life was a difficult time for Bosco, but it's also where he encountered the Lord. He was eventually released on early parole in 2010, and now he's back in Hong Kong. Bosco, what are you up to? Yes, yes. Um, so my, my 12-year sentence just completely finished in November 2018. So 2019 was the, the first year <laughs> uh, I, I, I can travel again. So first thing first, I, 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 I booked a ticket to Hong Kong. Um, early last, last year to visit my grandma and some relatives in Hong Kong. When I was there, God just supernaturally opened up. My goodness, I don't, I, I don't even know how to explain it. it. It, he opened up so many ministry doors uh, in Hong Kong for, for my ministry. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for a new job. I didn't even send one resume. But then Hong, uh, there, there, but then, some people knew that I, I was back to Hong Kong and started booking me up for radio interviews and, and, and asked me to go to different schools to share my stories and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I even got invitation to some private um, Christian group within the entertainment industry for me to share my stories and to speak into their life. And long story short, um, I got a job offer about six months ago to become the entertainment world or entertainment industry chaplain in Hong Kong to, to help people in the entertainment industry to, to know, first and foremost, know Jesus, and secondly, to become disciples of Jesus and use their influence to spread the gospel within the, 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 a, the Asia region. What do you hope to bring to Hong Kong? There's an outbreak of protest in Hong Kong, and I was there. And when I was standing in the midst of all this chaos, and I, I'm not even kidding, I was standing in the midst of it physically. I sensed that this place needs Jesus. This place needs the hope of Christ. And I've been to prison, and God was there with me through the darkest valley of death, and I'm still standing here. So I believe I had a calling to bring the gospel back to my birthplace. So I came back to Vancouver. I talked to my board, I talked to my mentors, I talked to my denomination, I talked to my family, of course. So after six months of discerning and praying and fasting even, um, I sense that God wants me to yeah, go and do something there. So I, yeah, that's why I'm going to Hong Kong. <laughs> um, it's going to be a one-year trial. Uh, we'll see what we can do in Hong Kong. Uh, and, and, and we'll see uh, what's next. It's um, been open to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, so to speak. For those who want to learn more about you or who want to pick up your book, how do they go about doing that? Right. Okay. So I do have a Facebook page and an, and, and an Instagram page. Um, you can just type in B-O-Z page, P-A-G-E. So B-O-Z-P-A-G-E. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. 
And then the book um, is called Risen from Prison. And, you, and I use my legal name, Bosco Poon, uh, for my book. If you search that on Amazon, it's, it's up there now. Uh, it's up there on Amazon Canada and Amazon uh, US. And I believe uh, my publication is, is, is working their way to make it available at more uh, bookstores uh, across North America and, and, and beyond as well. And one last question um, yeah. for listeners that may be going through what you went through early on in life. They're new to the country. They're struggling. They're really just, they don't know what to do. What would you say to them to maybe prevent them from going down the path um, that you yeah. went down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say um, the first thing that I would like to say would be um, just to know that God loves you, that Jesus loves you so much. And a good place to start to, to learn about that love is, is a Bible-believing church. Find a Bible-believing church. Meet some people there. Talk to the pastors. Talk to the leaders. Um, yeah, just to find good friends within a good fellowship. Because um, the Bible tells us, hey, bad, uh, bad company corrupts good character. So surround ourselves with good company, godly company, that's going to help us develop good character. And there's always hope in God. So I, I would say just find God and, and just seek Him, and, and He will be found by you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, such an incredible story from Bosco Poon and so much to learn. Don't forget, you can listen to the full conversation again on your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.